Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. Have you ever been afraid of taking the next step in your faith? Have you ever been afraid of taking the next step in your faith? Now, I have lots of times, many times before, and I think of one particular circumstance, uh, one case I want to share with you today. Uh, For me, the next step in my faith journey uh, at one point was to apply to enter the seminary. What is the seminary? The seminary is priest school. It's kind of like Hogwarts for young men who are studying to be priests. Now, I struggled with this next step because I was absolutely terrified of the priesthood. I was afraid of what it might mean for my life. I was afraid of the things I would have to give up. I was afraid of the way my life would change. And so I was praying, and I was struggling with this, and uh, I had one of those conversations with God where you give him one of those lists, you know? Those lists of all the reasons you can't do something. Right? Like, God, I can't do this because I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have the gifts for it. Uh, I'm not strong enough. Uh, uh, all the reasons why we can't do something. And I was kind of struggling, and, and I, I, I eventually got to this point where I made this prayer. And it's really, it's, I'm going to get vulnerable here for a second. This is a little bit embarrassing. I finally said, God, I am too good-looking to be a priest. What? Why are you laughing? I know, it's, it's so embarrassing. It's, it's really bad. I mean, like Father Simon, I get. But, but me? Come on. Oh, come on. Why me, Lord? I think at the end of the day, there was this deep fear in me that following Jesus, that walking this path, after Jesus, meant somehow losing out on life. And I was afraid to lose out on life. Now, the the same fear, I think, faces each and every one of us as uh, people who are called to follow Jesus. And it doesn't matter if you're called to be a priest or you're called to be married and have children and a family or you're called to be single or if you're widowed or, or for whatever state in place you are in life, all of us struggle with the fear of taking that next step to follow Jesus. Because all of us, we have plans, and we have desires, and we have priorities, and we have uh, friendships and relationships, and we wonder about what might happen to these things if I take that step and follow Jesus. Now, if you're afraid and, and, and you're at a place in your life where like, yeah, there is a next step you need to take, or maybe you've never made a decision to follow after Jesus, and you feel afraid about all the things you might lose, I just want you to know it's okay. You can relax. Jesus never said that we have to lose a whole bunch of things to follow him. He actually said we have to lose everything to follow him. Everything. He says this in the gospel today. He says, Whoever does not take up the cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Now, what is the cross? 
Well, for Jesus and his followers, the cross represented death. It was the instrument of capital punishment, this instrument of death. And for, the, for, the, for Jesus and his followers, when they looked at the cross, it represented the symbol of the loss of life itself. And Jesus says, whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He's saying that we must lose life itself if we want to follow him. I remember uh, this one time I was invited onto a Catholic radio show. Uh, to share a bit about my story. By the way, Father Simon, you have a great face for radio. That story never gets old. But uh, I was invited onto uh, a Catholic radio show to be interviewed by this deacon, Catholic, uh, this deacon Bob McDonald. And he was a really nice guy. He was kind of this grandpa. He had shiny bald head and Santa Claus beard. And, and he brought me on his show and he wanted to ask me a bit about my story and my journey. And so he could see that I was a little bit anxious, a little bit afraid, perhaps nervous. And so he tossed me a couple uh, softballs, you know, tell us about like, where are you from? What, what are your hobbies? What are you into? Tell us a little bit about your story, about your encounter with Jesus. He just was really gentle and kind. Then he leaned in and he said, Are you ready to die for Christ? Radio silence. Right? And we all know on radio, the last thing you want is dead time. And I was just so stunned by the question, so caught off guard. And, and he jumped in after a few moments of silence. He said, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have some hesitation here. It was this kind of uh, this humiliating moment. But that question, are you ready to die for Christ? This is, in essence, the question that Jesus is asking his followers. He's saying, if you will follow me, you have to be willing to die for me. Now, for some followers of Jesus, that literally means physical death. Some of them would have and will have, and even today, are giving their lives as a testimony to the person of Jesus and their faith. But for most of us, it means more fundamentally and more basically this thing we call dying to self. It means dying to ourselves. In order to follow Jesus, it means uh, dying to our own desires and our own dreams and our own priorities and our own desires. And it means dying to all these relationships and the things that we order our lives around so that we can take on Jesus' dreams and his priorities and his desires. It means moving from a place where we live a life that's fundamentally centered around the self, self-centered to living a life that's centered around Jesus and entering into his life. He says this. He says, those who lose their life, those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Now, on one hand, this is a terrifying prospect, but on the other, it's filled with this promise of hope and joy that we can find our lives if we choose to follow after Jesus. Jesus says, if you follow me and you lose your life, 
you will find your life. This is the, the secret to true happiness. And, and you won't hear this on, from Tony Robbins. And you're not going to see it on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And, and you won't see it on the Instagram page of Selena Gomez. The, the truth is that true life, the fullness of life, comes when we die to the things that we cling to and we embrace the desires that Jesus has for us. It's a trade. St. Francis of de Sales, he says this. He says, by giving yourself to God, you not only receive himself in exchange, but eternal life as well. Our own lives for God's life. Divine life. Eternal life. That's a pretty good trade. The true life is found in losing ourselves for Jesus. Now back to the, the seminary. I remember uh, when I finally made the decision to surrender. To surrender my dreams, my desires, my hopes, and, and made the decision to enter seminary. And I remember, again, praying really honestly and raw from my heart. And I just said, fine, Lord, I will do it. I will do whatever you want me to do, even if that means being miserable for the rest of my life. Because on some level, I believe that to follow Jesus, it meant losing out on life. It meant living a miserable life. And look at me. I'm miserable. Right? Like the priesthood is where fun goes to die or something like that. And years later, as I continued the journey and the process, step by step, following after Jesus, I remember having a conversation with somebody. They called me out by phone. And they just wanted to know how I was doing and how the journey was and, and, and what it was really like for me. Because I think in their, their own mind, they thought similar things about how difficult it would be. And they said, Alex, what is it like? How are you? And I remember I just had this moment of clarity. And the words, they just came to my lips. And I said, I am more my life, myself, than I have ever been. I am more myself than I have ever been before. See, Jesus says, those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And it was in choosing to follow Jesus it was in losing myself to follow after him that I actually found myself. And that was the best thing I have ever done in my entire life. And I have never regretted that decision for a single moment. And so that we don't have to be afraid. Whoever you are, uh, in whatever state you find yourself in, Maybe you're married with children. Maybe you're a single parent. Uh, maybe you're married. You don't have any children. Maybe you're a widower. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're, you're trying to discover the vocation God has for you. Well, this is his promise, that if you lose your life for him, if you take on his priorities and his desires and, and, and his dreams for you, you will find yourself. And I just think of, you know, some of those 
those teenagers, for example, who went kicking and screaming to Steubenville, afraid to lose out on their weekend. They come home just different and changed, and, and their faces are radiant. And I think of uh, the countless men and women I've prayed with alongside to let go of the past and forgive somebody who's hurt them deeply and to see the, the joy, the freedom, the peace that they receive in return. And I think of the people who have taken the next step by, uh, who were maybe once afraid uh, of losing out financially, but made the decision to give sacrificially to the church and receive God's provision in return. And I think of the countless men and women, all those stories I've heard about people who are dragged, kicking and screaming to Alpha to give up their Friday nights that they, at the end of a busy work week and just receive the gift, this encounter with God, which changes all of life. Even more recently, uh, in our most recent online alpha, somebody said that, they, this is what they said. They said, I never imagined that 2020, with everything that has happened, would be the year that I found peace. Because for all of those who lose their life for the sake of Jesus, they find life, and life to the full. And so don't be afraid. Take that next step, as big or as little as it might be. Take up your cross and follow after Jesus. It might just be the best thing you ever did. Now at this time that... Uh, Brings my homily to the end. A little shorter today. You can thank Daniel Ramos for that, uh, who's going to come up. And uh, he's coming to the end of his journey here with us at St. Benedict and taking his next step on uh, the, the faith journey. Dan Ramos is uh, the intern who has been here for the last 10 months. And we're going to ask him to share a little bit about what he's learned as he's journeyed with us here at St. Benedict. So we invite uh, Dan Ramos to join us. So as Father Alex said, for the past 10 months, I've been here at St. Benedict Parish as a seminary and intern. So I was sent here as part of my seminary formation with the Companions of the Cross, the community that Father Alex and Father Simon are both a part of. And I actually had the opportunity of, of living with the both of them, as well as two other priests from our community. And I got to say, uh, my 10 months here has been such an amazing experience. Uh, I've loved every bit of it, and I'm sad to say that it's now coming to an end. And so in recent weeks, I've been able to, to look back and to reflect on my time here, uh, all the things I've learned, all the significant moments I, I experienced. Um, I got to say that as much as I've enjoyed living with the priests, as much as I've uh, learned so much from them, in all humility, I'm proud to say that I leave a significant legacy on our household. So allow me to explain. Uh, during this pandemic season, I've, I've been doing a lot more cooking for, for the brothers and for our meals together. Um, some have even started calling me the household Cinderella, which, okay, to be fair, is not completely accurate because they've been doing their fair share of cooking as well. But, but here's my legacy. The other day, I was walking by Father Simon's room, and he calls me in. He wanted to show me something on his computer to get my opinion on something. So I shared my opinion, and uh, he did his thing. And then two weeks later, there it was. It finally arrived. 
my replacement for when I move out. An Instapot. So just like that, for, for $79.95 plus tax, he, they found my replacement. And, and you know, at first I was like, ah, that's a, that's a little weird, there's my replacement. But on second thought, I, I figured that's actually pretty cool because every time they walk into the kitchen and they see an Instapot, they'll remember me. So there you go. There's my legacy for this year, the household Instapot. But in all seriousness, uh, this year I've just learned so much, so much. And, and in gratitude, I want to share with you some of my most significant takeaways. So first off, on a very practical level, I've had the privilege of learning from both Father Simon and Father Alex about the art of leadership. But not the kind of leadership that I encountered in the past, but a new kind of leadership. Team-based leadership with which they lead this parish. And as I've seen it in action here at St. Benedict Parish, my takeaway is that team-based leadership works. And, And dare I say, it's how every parish should operate if we are to become a missionary church. You know, here at St. Benedict Parish, we're, we're blessed with such amazing leaders who do so much unseen work that make the parish what it is. And, and when I say leaders, I'm talking about uh, those that are on the staff team, but also those leaders who aren't on the staff. And this year, I, I've been fully immersed in this leadership culture that's taking place here. And it's taught me how to be an effective leader. It's taught me how to be a Christ-centered, spirit-filled leader in the mission of the church. And so I, I owe a huge thank you to Father Simon, to Father Alex, to the staff, and to all the leaders of the parish for allowing me to, to learn from you and to witness your missionary leadership. Now, on a more spiritual level, one of my biggest takeaways from this year is this. Community is critical. That community is a powerful piece in our faith journey. Right? I've been able to, to witness firsthand and hear personal stories of people whose, whose faith journey and life transformation began with an experience of belonging, of community. Right? Whether that's, that's community in an alpha table or, or in a life group, or, or even some people who have, who have walked into a Sunday Mass for the first time and they get hooked because they feel a sense of belonging, a sense of family. And so my takeaway is that though there are many means by which we come to faith, Community is a critical piece to the life transformation that our faith is all about. And somewhat related to that, another one of my spiritual takeaways is the reminder that our church is built on living stones, right? That that the church is the people of God filled with the Holy Spirit and who gather, whether physically or, or virtually, to worship together, right? The church was born at Pentecost, not because of the specific building they were in, as if being in a different building would have changed the course of events, but because the Holy Spirit filled people. And this was the birth of the church, and this is the church today, the people of God, the body of Christ. And, and this is especially evident in this pandemic season that we're in, right? It's, it's, been, it's now been about several months since we've been able to gather physically together. And yet, apart from gathering together to receive the sacraments, St. Benedict Parish is just as alive today as it was several months ago. Perhaps even more missionary now that we're engaging in new forms of ministry and outreach. And and you, St. Benedict Parish, you've allowed me to see this with my own eyes. That that certainly we have these, these beautiful church buildings that are gifts from God and valuable holy places of worship. 
But in the fullest meaning of the word, the church is you. The church is me. The church is all of us gathered together to worship God. But I want to say this. My most significant takeaway from my time here at St. Benedict Parish is not any new knowledge. It's not any new or greater insights. It's not anything new. My most significant takeaway from my time here is a return to the basics. What I've witnessed this year is that here at St. Benedict Parish, it's all about encountering Jesus and knowing the difference that he makes on our lives. Everything we do, everything we are, everything our church, our faith, our lives are all about. It's all about Jesus and the difference that he makes. And, and you, St. Benedict Parish, you get this, right? You know, why do we have such radical hospitality? Well, why do we have ministries like Alpha and Life Groups and Children's Ministry and Youth Ministry? Well, why, do, why do Father Simon and Father Alex and Deacon David and the preaching team spend hours preparing their Sunday homilies? Well, why are we so intentional about the different styles of music we have at our different Sunday Masses? Why has St. Benedict Parish remained active and thriving in this season of pandemic and uncertainty? Because you, St. Benedict Parish, have never lost sight of the basics. That what happens here and what happens from here flows from this basic truth that it's all about people encountering Jesus and discovering the difference that he makes. This is why our entire church exists. And so this going back to the basics is my biggest takeaway. And, and it's so personally significant because it's what my life is all about. If you read our most recent Benedictus, our parish magazine, you'll know that I'm now transitioning into, uh, into a life outside of seminary formation, that I'm, I'm entering into a season of uncertainty and, and continued discernment of where God is ultimately calling me. And so this going back to the basics is so necessary for me to remain focused. That wherever, whatever I'm called to do, wherever I'm called to be, I am made to encounter Jesus and to discover in ever new ways the difference that he makes and to lead others to this same encounter. And this is what I've witnessed here at St. Benedict Parish. And, and I believe with my whole heart that, that there's nothing greater than this. There's nothing more important than this. That there is nothing more fulfilling than encountering Jesus and the life transformation that comes with this encounter. There's absolutely nothing more fulfilling than this. And so this morning, I want to say, St. Benedict Parish, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a huge blessing to spend uh, these last 10 months here with you. And, and my experience as a member of this family is one that will remain with me forever. And I think uh, the best farewell gift that you can give to me today is to allow me the opportunity to pray over you. And being that I'm speaking to a camera and you can't really say no, I'm going to assume your openness and I'm just going to go for it. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this beautiful community, your community, St. Benedict Parish. Father, I thank you for the blessing of spending these last 10 months here. Father, I thank you for all the transformation that you have worked here in people's lives. Thank you for every member 
of this community, those that have been here for years and those, those that have just recently joined. Father, thank you for this beautiful community. And Father, in a special way, I want to pray for, for those people who, who have already encountered your love, who have already encountered your son Jesus, have already gone, undergone transformation. Father, I ask you that today, right now, wherever they are, that you bring them into a deeper encounter with your love. That even today, you, you show them a new, a renewal of their transformation. You bring them to a, a new experience of you. Yes, Father, we give you permission. And Father, I want to pray for, for anyone who's watching right now. Anyone who's watching right now who, who is still waiting to encounter your son Jesus, who's still hungry for that life transformation. Father, wherever they are right now, I ask you to touch them with the power of your spirit, with the power of your love. Help them to encounter your son Jesus, to see the difference that he makes. Father, we give you permission to continue using this community, the members of this community, to renew your church, to renew your world. Continue to give you permission to make this your community, your parish, your people. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do. May all glory be to you. May your son be known. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to say a huge amen to both uh, the homily from Father Alex and uh, the reflection from Dan Ramos. So blessed to, uh, to be able to be inspired by such great men. And uh, as you can see, we're losing not only uh, the best cook in the house, but Dan is also the best communicator in our house. Uh, he's been teaching both Father Alex and myself and helping us improve. And uh, we're, we're really grateful to have had you for this time, brother. And uh, and thank you for your prayer over us. We will continue to be lifting you up in prayer as well. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.